Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacy Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the PaleoMom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. I almost hit the video button. Don't do that. I'm not ready. No, I am in my pajamas with my dorky amber glasses on. My hair is still a little bit damp because I had a shower tonight. I'm not wearing any makeup. like, And I have my like huge headset on with the, like, the giant things that cover my ears. It's definitely time for a video podcast then. Because um, yeah. I have my work face on from after work and I'm wearing like a tank top with nice cleavage situation. So it would be... It would be interesting <laughs> to do me in sitting in the dark yep. in my pajamas with my cozy, not at all flattering kind of has a hole in the armpit sweater on. Cause I feel like you're always more put together than I am. Like I show up to book signings after I've worked out and you're like, Stacy, what are you doing? So it would be my one opportunity in life. That's all I'm, um, I'm just saying the only book signing that we've ever done together where you came right after working out was CrossFit Burke, where we both worked out first. That's true. That's true. So all of the other book signings we did together, you were dressed beautifully with hair and makeup. So I, I kind of feel like you're, you're stretching the truth a little bit right there. All right. Well, thanks. I did get called out by, I thought it was you, when I did a, a Whole Foods book signing once and was in Virginia Beach and they have like an amazing strongman gym there and I was like I'm not gonna not work out at this (laughs) gym are you crazy and it just the timing worked out that I went before the book signing and I came to the book signing and I still had I mean I put on like a Beyond Bacon (laughs) t-shirt for top of your workout clothes exactly Okay, that's pretty epic but But I was like look I'm live I'm practicing what I preach and (laughs) My guess is you did your makeup in the car between. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely and... had on mascara because life. Like I. This don't... is this is one of those little known facts about Stacy Toth. You are a pro. Get your makeup done at stoplights between point A and point B. Person, I've never seen anybody so efficiently put on makeup and do such a beautiful job in a car with like the rearview mirror. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. I actually believe that my makeup looks better if I do it in the car versus like if I do it in a real mirror. Because <laughs> like, so I do it mirror so often. And the slight vibration of the engine. Yeah. Um, and daylight versus like in my bathroom with no windows, perhaps. You know, the, the worst situation. is when you're putting on makeup in um, like a hotel room where the lighting is really different or it's mm-hmm. a little bit dark. Mm-hmm. And then you walk out and you're like, oh my gosh, I went way too heavy on this. Yep. This is really not what I normally do, guys. I'm really sorry. That doesn't happen if you do it in your car. It's always the same. I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, like, is not, it different on a cloudy day? I'm just, I don't want to encourage people to do something that's like not a smart choice. But I am, I do my makeup in the car almost always. I will say that. 
whether I'm a passenger or a driver. <laughs> um, I have watched you do it, and I'm pretty sure I've just stared at you uncomfortably. Yeah. Yeah. You and Russ, because I also did like a car trip book signing thing with Russ and you when we went to like Philadelphia and a couple other things. And so you both have seen me do it. Like in the car, like real makeup, not just hey, I'm putting on mascara. But you've seen no, me but do like it. I'm like a full like face. A professional because people are about to buy my book and ask for me to sign it. And I, I remember looking like specifically at you. I think Russ was in the front seat or something. I was like, is there something wrong? You're like, no, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just like- so to be fair, um, I really find watching other people put on their makeup really, really fascinating. Um, and I'm always like, oh, that's how they do it. We we mentioned, we talked last week about like, I was saying like, I, I finally feel like I'm a grown up because I know how to put on makeup and make my hair look nice. Um, but it actually is, I think that comes from always feeling like I didn't really know how to do my makeup. And I would like watch people be like, it's almost like watching your own class, but they're not actually teaching you anything. They're just putting on their own makeup like they do every single day. But um, you are not – I'm just trying to say you're not the only person that I've stared at really creepily while they're putting on their makeup. It's kind of a thing I've done a few times. Well, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about this with this week's show, but I will say that I have been trying to find time during daylight to do a makeup video because I've been having people ask me about doing makeup like I've been talking about a new brand of beauty products and I use stick um blush which is like a it's like a it's a whole different thing it's it's a totally different thing and so people are like what like how are you doing that and I also get questions all the time about mascara and so I just figured I would do like a video and show people the different products that I'm using and show them how I put them on my skin. And a lot of people say really nice things about my skin and my face. And while I truly appreciate it, um, it is a lot of illusion. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't mind sharing that secret with the world that everybody can have um, long lashes and and pink cheeks because these are the important things in life. (laughs) Not really. I'm just just sarcasm, people. (laughs) Um... I mean, you do have beautiful skin, but you really do know how to accentuate it with makeup. So, I think you should. I think you should take take the compliments for all the different ways that they're compliments. Um, yeah, I always just be like, oh, it's the lighting. <laughs> I just want to always say, oh, it's a really nice sunlight coming through my window right now. Um, yeah, that's but. Um, but yeah, we I think we are going to get into it. We have um a lot of questions. I think because of our autoimmune protocol podcast episodes and we can put in some links to some of the old topics that we've covered before in the show. Um but skin health is a really really common question that we get and we've touched on various aspects of this topic before. Um but we've had a few new questions and I, I kind of felt like You know, they're very similar questions. So I think we'll probably just read like one or maybe two that are sort of representative. Um, But skin health is is such a big topic. And I I can really relate because skin health was what brought me to paleo in the first place. And it was, you know, sitting in my daughter's bedroom watching her play on the floor in the middle of summer, summer, wearing long sleeves and pants because I had 
lichen planus lesions, um, which is one of the autoimmune diseases that I have, from my um, wrists going up my forearms and from my ankles going up my shins to my knees. And I had scalp psoriasis um, and I had it um, where my eyebrows are. So it's like where hair follicles are, psoriasis basically. And, um, and I had eczema and I was having issues with cystic acne. And I just, it was what brought me to paleo in the first place was this like, wow, I've just been doing this low carbohydrate diet for a year and I've lost a hundred pounds and my skin is a crazy disaster zone that like it's never looked like before. And my digestion's worth, my irritable bowel syndrome's worse, my allergies are worse, my asthma's worse, my depression's worse, my anxiety attack's worse. Like all of these things are worse. I guess losing weight is not the same thing as getting healthy. And, um, but it was my skin that was like the motivator for me to get on the internet and start really searching for some answers, which eventually brought me to paleo. But it's the, you know, skin is what people see. And um, when you feel self-conscious about your skin, whether it's, you know, sometimes it can be like mostly in our heads, um, but sometimes it's not. And it's such a sort of confidence and self-esteem eroding experience to feel really self-conscious about your skin and feel like you have to hide it. And on the flip side of the coin, it's such a confidence builder to feel like I can go to the grocery store with just mascara on because my skin's so beautiful. Like that for, for me is something that's um, that paleo has given me, not just because of the diet and the autoimmune protocol and, you know, nourishing skin from the inside and, and that whole aspect and, and the role that things like stress plays and gut health plays and those types of things. But also part of my journey to paleo was completely changing the cleaning products in my house, completely changing um, the hair care products that I was using, completely changing the skincare products that I was using and completely changing the makeup that I was using in the search for things that didn't have toxic chemicals in it, didn't have gluten in it, you know, that were nourishing, you know, really thinking about nourishing skin from the inside and the outside. Um, and it's part of my own health journey that I can really super identify with when people have questions about skin health. I also had a lot of um, skin issues, not because I have any autoimmune issues that I'm aware of, but I've had sensitive skin my whole life, like really sensitive skin. And um, I know like my, for example, Finn had eczema so bad when he was a toddler that they wanted to put him on steroids. And um, I got really bad, really bad cystic acne. And even as an adult, I still had adult acne. And um I was on medication when I was a teenager for how bad my acne was. So I think like for me, being able to find a routine both from a lifestyle perspective as well as a food perspective or an in and out perspective um, allows me to feel healthy in a different sort of way. And I think it's important for people to recognize like you can feel healthy not just from your weight and from your energy and from, you know, the different things that we talk about, your moods, as well as, you know, the the way your skin and your hair and your nails, all of these things are, are symptoms of health. And so for me, when my nails are healthy, when my hair is growing, when my skin is, you know, soft and clear, like I know that my body is 
operating at its best. And so I think it's whether you have an autoimmune disease that is a skin condition or you're just optimizing your health, being aware of those kinds of things and watching like if your skin breaks out, you know, not just being like, oh, I got a zit, you know, try to correlate it to something um, and and monitor your lifestyle habits and your food habits and see what you can point to, I think is key to being successfully healthy. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. So I think there's certain aspects of skin health that are generally applicable. So, you know, certain nutrients that just like everybody's skin needs to be healthy. Um, But then there's certain aspects that are, you know, discovering triggers. So for example, I have a food intolerance to eggs, like it showed up on a food intolerance test. Um, So I produce IgG antibodies against eggs. My symptom when I eat eggs is to wake up the next day with acne. And it was one of the reasons why I was never able to figure out if eggs were working for me or not, because waking up the next day or sometimes two days later with acne is like a really, to me, it was like not a A equals B situation to figure out. Like, wait a minute, that came from eating eggs. And it wasn't until I showed up on a food sensitivity panel and I cut them out for a while and then I tried them. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I was having, you know, it wasn't hormonal acne. It was just the fact that my egg consumption was fairly cyclical as opposed to daily. Um, and so I think it's really important to to understand for people that, you know, there's certainly, right, gut health is really important. Stress management is really important. Um, nutrient density is really important. Reducing inflammation is really important for skin health. Um, but there's there's a certain aspect of it in terms of right, identifying triggers that is very individual. So I think we'll mostly be talking about the more general stuff today. Um, and keep in mind that we are not medical professionals. And if you're dealing with an autoimmune skin condition um, or skin issues that are not resolving with your paleo efforts, um, instead of thinking you're not paleoing hard enough, um, you know, we always recommend seeking out a qualified healthcare professional, especially somebody with like an integrative medicine or functional medicine background who can really help you, you know, hone in on what the root causes are and really get into a lot more detailed discovery with your health to help resolve it because um, it is not something that we should have to suffer. I've got nothing to add to that. I'm just, again, drop the mic. Well, why don't we start with a question and then we'll see, we'll see how that goes and whether or not we have time for another one. So this question is from Katie and Katie says, most of my autoimmune symptoms have shown great improvement from dietary changes. My energy is great. My joint pain has subsided. I've lost over 30 pounds and my inflammation has gone down so I can wear my wedding ring for the first time in a few years. But my psoriasis has gotten significantly worse. It is now on my face and is on my eyelids and under my eyes. It is also all over the back of my neck and my scalp is terrible. It is painful and itchy. My integrative doctor suggested calendula ointment, which helps temporarily. Since uh, you had psoriasis, Sarah, I thought you might have some other suggestions. I really do believe I'm on the right path with the autoimmune protocol, but desperate to find relief for this. Thank you. 
So, so I mean, I, I just read the question, but I'm going to jump in. Okay. I mean, because I'm just going to just going to do that. <laughs> um, so my psoriasis, and, and actually, you know, I always had mild psoriasis because I had scalp psoriasis, and it never was anywhere other than my scalp or my eyebrows. Um, but lichen planus is, is a very similar autoimmune disease, and that I had on my arms and legs. Um, and it was, it was really quite slow to respond to the autoimmune protocol. So I saw like an initial improvement that sort of let me think that I was on the right track, but it was really about 10 months of the autoimmune protocol before my skin really started to clean up. And some of the things that made a really big difference for me. One was adding in organ meat and increasing my vegetable consumption. So this really big nutrient focus. Um, Another one was working on sleep. Stress was huge, 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 huge for clearing up my skin. Um, And so were probiotics and working on on gut health in general. Um, So it's sort of worthwhile to, I think, take a step back. I mean, the autoimmune protocol has that nutrient focus built in and it has those lifestyle factors built in, sometimes it just means um, our implementation needs a little bit of, of tweaking and a little bit more intent. Um, but some of the nutrients that are especially important for skin health are um, vitamin A uh, and the animal form of vitamin, vitamin A that you'd get from liver, so like retinoic acid, um, vitamin D. So both of those fat-soluble vitamins are really, really important for barrier tissue health for all barriers. Um, so skin barrier, sinus barrier, lung barrier, gut barrier. Um, protein, getting enough protein is really, really important. And there's a few amino acids that can be especially useful for, for healing any kind of damage. So whether that's a cut, scrape, or you know, skin that's been attacked by the immune system. Um, One is arginine, which is particularly rich in seafood. Um, And the other one is glutamine, which um, is also right. L-glutamine is often used as a um, supplement for improving a leaky gut because of its role in in supporting gut barrier health. Um, And so... Those are two amino acids. Again, glutamine is also very high um, in seafood and in bone broth. That's one of the reasons why we like bone broth so much. Um, so those amino acids especially can be really, really important for skin health. But of course, just getting enough protein and getting high-quality animal proteins can be super helpful. Vitamin C, um, and keeping in mind that we tend to burn through vitamin C when we are stressed, Um Vitamin C is hugely important for skin health um, in in many different ways. So it helps with the collagen synthesis. It helps with the uh, reducing oxidative damage. It helps with um, regulating the immune response in the skin. So it's it's pretty profound. Um, zinc is also super important for both uh, skin health and and controlling the growth of skin cells, but also for regulating the immune system. Um, And there's an interesting interesting nutrient that we can get from some foods like pineapple. It's called bromelain. Um, And bromelain has been 
shown to be quite helpful in clinical trials as a supplement for uh, reducing bruising, reducing swelling, and increasing healing time from from skin, and also um, could be very useful for joint pain. So, you know, talk with your healthcare provider about maybe adding a bromelain supplement as sort of a a nutrient-based approach to supporting skin health. Um, But one of the other issues is just gut health in general. Um, So more fermented foods, uh, soil-based probiotic, um, or even better, like finding soil-based organisms in your environment. So go play in the dirt, maybe eat some vegetables if they're grown in good, clean dirt um, without washing them. Um, So that's a really big thing. Um, And then patience. So when our body is healing, uh, skin is a very low priority organ. And it's not always the case with the autoimmune protocol, but it is sometimes the case that it takes longer uh, to respond than other tissues. And it's just because our body's going to heal internally a lot faster than it'll heal externally. That being said, you know, if it continues to not respond and we're getting up to the five, six mark um, t- time on the anatomy protocol, um, it's time to dig deeper with a functional medicine specialist. Um, but also, Stacey, I know that one of the reasons why you wanted to answer this question was it's also really worthwhile having a look at what we're putting on our skin um, and the other sort of environmental factors that are in our house that might be irritating our skin, especially if our skin barrier is already compromised. Um, irritants in our environment can be a much bigger deal. And this is the case with not just psoriasis, but it's also super important with eczema to really look at, um, you know, what we can do to support gut barrier health from the outside too. Like Stacy, take it away. <laughs> so, I mean, I started doing, um, lower toxin skincare around the same time that I implemented AIP. And I think it, um, it was because I had met, um, Trina from Primal Life Organics mm-hmm. at, uh, Paleo FX. And she, as well as Liz Wolf, put out so much amazing information, um, with the skin intervention guide around that same time about the effects that those kinds of, um, like you said, out, outside environment or home um, home lifestyle type things, however you want to refer to them, have on your health. And so I took a look at all of the products that I was using at the time, and there was like gluten in yeah. almost everything. It was Liz's skin intervention guide that made me realize that gluten was even an ingredient in these things. I yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. Gluten was in my shampoo. Like that was just not something that was on my radar. And we actually did at least one show with Liz about this that we can, you know, kind of, if people are interested and I know I have several blog posts. Um, but recently I actually did a updated version of that because some of the products that I was still using, um, I wasn't a hundred percent satisfied with because I felt a little crunchy granola using them. <laughs> um, and I, I am very much like a department store makeup person. I've always shopped at Sephora and 
like makeup counters for the products that I use. And so I had actually switched or, or used kind of a blend of a lot of different things. Like maybe I'd use one thing one day, but then I just couldn't smell like patchouli again. And so I do something different another day. You know, um, I love the smell of patchouli. I, I just can't. I don't know if it like, my mom was a hippie. I don't know if it gives me like memories of birth or something, but I think it's like, I'd, I, think I just great. think I'm just saying patchouli itself, I think, is actually a very underrated smell. If you enjoy patchouli, that's great. I grew up in Virginia Beach where everybody had dreadlocks and didn't bathe or shave. And I associate that smell with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're saying you associate that smell with armpit hair. Right. And so <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not what I'm into. And so... Um, I had really struggled to find completely non-toxic products that were also really satisfying. When we did the show about the drama with, um, the company who makes Beauty Bomb, I had said that I had, like, a stash of Beauty Bomb because I was obsessed with it. And that's, that's a really good example of specifically what I'm talking about here. Like, I liked that it was non-toxic and I liked what it was doing for me, but um, I didn't like the way that I smelled and it was really pungent and it wasn't something, it was like when I would go to people's homes, I felt badly because I was like oiling up their sheet with fermented cod liver <laughs> smell. Um, and also it's not very like romantic to go to bed that way, you know? So, um, but it was better for me and it was also non-toxic and it was helping clear up my skin. So I was like, eh, I'm going to suffer through this fermented cod liver smell. So what I found is that like recently I've been using a brand of products called Beauty Counter that I felt like were a really a better bridge that I could recommend to people who are trying to make external changes because, um, in this case, there's like a cream that I put on at nighttime that I've honestly seen an even further improvement in my skin because the um, a lot of what they're using to formulate these products are based a lot around all of the principles in the Skin Intervention Guide. Liz was actually the person that pointed me to Beauty Counter um, as a recommended brand to check out, but there's no fermented cod liver smell. So for someone who... Um, is just an everyday person and used to using regular products, this would be a really great bridge without needing to jump into patchouli fermented cod liver smell. Um, and, you know, if you have something that's working for you, that's great. Please let Sarah and I know because um, we're both, I know, always looking for different products. You, I know you have a bunch of different products that mm -hmm. you like and use. I have a but bunch I of really different products. I really do use products from multiple companies. So I have certain companies who I have a favorite favorite this of. So for example, there's a couple of Primal Life organic products, the um, coffee serum and the CX that I absolutely love. But at the same time, there's like the beauty counter products, which have allowed me to, you know, put on you know, I think they call it high performance makeup. I'm using air quotes that no one can see again because I do that every week, don't I? Always with the air quotes. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know, they call it high performance makeup. But to me, that's a really good descriptor of it because it's makeup that I can wear for an, a television interview that, you know, 
lasts all day and looks really professional and and does you know amazing things but um they have like 1500 chemicals that they refuse to use even though most of them are legal to use in cosmetics in the US because they you know will not use any chemical that is potentially linked to any kind of health problem so it's not 100% natural the way you know primal life organics makeup is um, but for my needs, it works really, really well. And I think you're right in sort of saying that it's this wonderful bridge between the um, department store makeup lines that people are sort of maybe used to wearing and wanting to go to something safer and more natural without giving up the way that those makeups sort of behave on our skin and, and, and act. And I think, you know, you, you were actually t- telling me how impressed you were with the skincare products. And so I've started trying out some of the skincare products from Beauty Counter. And I also am like, dang, this like clay mask needs to be called the poor shrinking mask <laughs> because... This is like Magic Town right now. I saw I saw one of your social media posts that you used the phrase like I previously had pores that could seen from outer space. And mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite lines that you've ever used ever <laughs> in like the five years that I've I mean, been I'm just stuff. saying they rivaled the creators on, on Mars is just to me like it was saying. it was such a vivid like I got it <laughs> so quickly. I'm like, Yep, been there, done that. No, I you know, like people talked about the charcoal mask, the charcoal soap. Um, and what we mean by charcoal is activated charcoal. Again, like it's real ingredient based, but with this like refined feel and smell, it doesn't, yeah. it's not gritty. Like, it's, not- it's not gross. It's yeah. And so for me, I, I started like, I used the products for a good six weeks before I started like telling people about them. And the skincare products are what really... My gosh, me. I think I was using them for three months. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. me, it was like... And by that point, I was like, I psycho love this stuff so much, I can't not talk about it. Like, I just... I, I genuinely have seen an improvement in my skin. And so I know that there's so many people who follow who have health issues or who want to improve their lifestyle stuff. And so for me, I'm like... There's something out there that is awesome that if this is something that you're into, I would check it out. Um, but for me, yeah, it was totally this. The, I remember I was talking to you. I was like, hey, hey, check out this stuff that I have because it's amazing and my wrinkles are getting smaller. And look, I ate ice cream two days ago and I don't have zits. And you, you looked at me like cross-eyed, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I was I, like, well, I've just been trying their makeup and their kit. <laughs> kids counter products i guess i clearly need to get on this bandwagon right here um yeah i i've been i mean i basically have not yet hit something that i've disliked i mean i certainly wish they had more colors in eyeshadow um because i'm kind of addicted to some of the urban decay colors uh so until beauty counter you know picks up with the uh, cobalt blue i mean i'm just gonna have to use urban decay they don't um, have any eyeliner right now either, but I've heard that they're coming out with it. But like you, I use Jane Iredale. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, we use like a multitude of products, but I've 
With finding Beauty Counter in a combination with the other stuff that I'm using, I'm 100% toxin-free at this point, and I just placed another Beauty Counter order to make the boys go 100% toxin-free, mm-hmm. which um, I'm, <laughs> I am I informed the boys that they're going toxin-free, and they looked at me like, oh, great. <laughs> no, my, um, so my oldest, this is one of those like amazing motherhood moments, had her first zit <laughs> last week. Oh, um, she's not old enough for that. I know, but apparently she is. So, uh, I mean, she's clearly got some hormone-based changes happening in her body, and it's 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 just a thing. Um, and I said, you know, hey, I think we can't get away with washing your hair every two months anymore. We're going to have to go to, like, twice a week. <laughs> and, you know, like... It's just it's there's it's been an interesting, fun parenthood challenge slash mother daughter bonding experience. Um, so one of the things I did was like, okay, well, I, one of the things that's going to help you is instead of not washing your skin ever, which is what we've kind of been, I really don't bathe my children is what I'm trying to say. Um, but what I what we said is like, what's really going to help is at least before bed is if you, you know, I've got some great stuff that you could use if you wash your skin. And so I had her start using the Beauty Counter charcoal bar to wash her skin. And then we used the charcoal mask as a spot treatment. And she has not, like, she has not had a zit now that's, like, she's up two. Okay, so out of the two, both of them were gone the next morning with the, with the and they're, they're small, like, this is just the beginning. Um, but I feel really, really good com- Compared to what I had as a teenager had access to in terms of skincare products, which basically was nothing actually effective, I am super happy that I could just pull stuff out of, you know, my area, the bathroom and be like, here, try this and try this and have something be super effective and made her feel cool because she was getting to use my stuff rather than you know, it could have been a really big deal. And it was just like, oh, hey, time to change the skincare stuff that we're using. And um, that doesn't mean that I might not pull out, you know, I um, some other products I really love. So I mentioned Primalife Organics. Dragonfly Traditions um, has a night serum that if I when I do have hormonal acne is like the killer of all hormone, hormonal acne and is just lovely and nourishing. Um and I'm trying to think of like, I also use some Jane Iredale makeup and some Urban Decay makeup. Um, and I still love Morocco Methods for my own hair. I know you tried it and you were not a huge. No, I use, I use Surface for my hair, um, which I wash my hair more than you as well. Um, I did switch to the Beauty Counter Sea Salt Hairspray, which I saw you mm-hmm. using as well. Um, and the brands of makeup other than Beauty Counter that I use are Jane Iredale and Tarte. So I would actually suggest that you check out Tarte instead of Urban Decay for your eyeshadow. Um, Tarte and Bite are the two brands that I'm aware of that you can buy from like a Sephora or a department store that are, um, rated pretty well from the environmental working group. So with all this stuff that we're talking about, what I would suggest to you is, Go into your own cabinets, check out what it is that you're using and what ingredients are in it, and then go to the Environmental Working Group's website and look up those products, and it'll tell you, I think it's on a scale of 1 to 10, 
like what the toxic toxicity and the risk factors are for the ingredients that are in them. There are some that are sold in America that are not even allowed to be sold in Europe because they're so quite bad. a quite a lot. That is, it's really an impressively large number of. I mean, it's like a hundred different chemicals that are banned everywhere else in the world and are regular chemicals in American makeup. It's pretty scary. So, and beauty counter, almost all the beauty counter products are two or lower on the environmental working yes. group scale. Yeah. All the ones that I've put in that I use myself are mm-hmm. one and two. Um, so I would say like, check out the stuff that you're using right now and figure out just like you would from a paleo perspective, like a real life uh, paleo three-phased approach process, I would recommend the same thing with your outer skincare, right? Like find the things that are most offensive that are on that like six to 10 range in the problem toxicity area and find alternatives either by researching on my blog posts or Sarah's blog posts on the different products and brands that we're using um, or recommending or talk to or, you know, like whatever, research whatever brands you want to check out. Um I know that Sarah and I both feel really strongly about the products that we're using because we've tested them and love them. But, you know, you could find something else that's really working for you. And we'd love to hear about it if you do find one. Um, Just like when Liz told me about Beauty Counter, I was like, what? Um, But anyway, so do do that. And then change out the, you know, the most offensive things first. Um, I know for most people that's deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, soap, and perfume. Um, I would also recommend if you're using scented candles in your home or highly scented cleaning products, like to look into that kind of stuff as well. Those so, are all speak- environmental. Speaking of deodorant, I have found a new one that I absolutely love. Did I tell you about it? No. It's called Zach. Um, I was going to say Zed, and then I realized that all our American listeners won't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Z. So Z or Z, depending on what the last letter of the alphabet, AK. Um, and uh, they have one that the first ingredient is aloe and they don't have baking soda. So I find that oh, almost am- all of the baking soda based ones actually really irritate my yes. armpits. I actually had to stop using um, the one that I was using which was an expensive, like, $20 mid-grade brand that I originally found at Sephora called La Vanille because it, I don't, I guess, like, the first year or whatever that I used it, it was fine. And then now if I even use it, like, one or two days, it completely breaks out my skin. So I will totally be checking out. I know um, Beauty Counter is supposed to be coming out with deodorant in the fall, which I was excited about, but if you're telling me that you already have a brand and you like it... I'm just saying I really like it. It works really well. Now, I will say the smell is... It's sort of like a gender-neutral smell. Am I going to smell like patchouli? No, no, no. I just... You might smell like a man. It's it's on the manly side of of the smell range. Were you wearing it when I saw you earlier? Yes, I was. All right. It'll be fine. You didn't smell like a man. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's very, very lightly scented. Um, It's not particularly floral. It's definitely more on the whatever scents they put in men's deodorant rather than women's deodorant. (laughs) Um, But um, super, super nourishing. And I've been using it daily for months, months, like three, four months. And like, that's way long enough for me to develop any kind of sensitivity to to a new product is my armpit skin is like canary in the coal mine skin totes 
Um, and so I was like, I can't believe I've been wearing this every single day. And it's super, super effective. Like it's the other thing that I found that I don't have irritation from is, um, like a dead sea salt spray or just a salt spray, but I have to reapply it three or four times a day. Whereas the Zach deodorant, it's like once in the morning and we're good. I actually probably get two days out of once in the morning. I don't try sometimes most just, I have good hygiene. I'm just, I just want to state for the record that I just found it on Amazon, which to me, that's like, okay, we can move forward with life. Right. Cool. Um, they do have one that is, so they do have one that's got baking soda in it. The one that I like is the one that doesn't have baking soda. Okay. There's three cents. Do you know that? <sighs> there's an unscented down. I'm totally down with the unscented. All right. Going for it. I'm going to give it a try. So, I think we've I think we've given people enough options. I was saying, well, I, I kind of wanted to bring it home oh. to because we've just given so many options. <laughs> I wanted to bring it home for for Katie's question for the psoriasis that um, changing skincare products is about two different things. One is about avoiding irritants, which I think we've given like a kajillion, roughly approximately kajillion options on. But the other one is about nourishing the skin from the outside. And so as she's looking up products for that, um, to me, I feel like that's a little, that can be a little bit different. And the same nutrients that are so important to be getting in our diet for skin health, when we find those in skincare, natural skincare products that don't have all the irritants and toxins in it, that can be really, really nourishing as well. So looking for retinol, retinoic acid, looking for vitamin D, looking for vitamin C, um, looking for zinc, um, looking for um, something with nourishing fats in it that can help with skin barrier. So, and that's one of the reasons why I actually like a lot of the Primal Life organic products is they're a really good night cream for the nutrients that they contain that can really, really help with skin healing. So um, I just kind of wanted to sort of bring it back to there's there's sort of there's multiple things there's like avoiding irritants and there's performance products and then there's also like nourishing products and that's why you and I think both use a mix is because I have my like skin nourishing products that I use that is separate from my you know what I put under makeup to have you know a good base for makeup right like it's I I kind of have I have this I have a collection <laughs> It's really, it's not like the olden days when I had like one moisturizer and a mascara. Didn't you say you have a, a birthday coming? Mm-hmm. It's your 11th, 29th birthday? Yes, it is. You made me do math in my head. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Actually, can we say 12th, 28th birthday? Yeah, for sure. That, make, that makes me feel better, actually. For sure. So, I mean... I'll just say I posted a photo as part of my like, this is how I'm dealing with my skincare right now post. Um, And I shared a photo. I like went to find a formal portrait that I'd taken on the cruise ship, which is the most recent like real photo that I had taken um, when I went to Europe. And then I compared it to my high school graduation photo. You're laughing. I'm just thinking about my high school graduation photo. Right. Okay. Exactly. Um, 
And I was like, whoa, I look pretty good. <laughs> like I've mentioned before that I was always a very big girl. And so I weigh the same now as I did in high school. So like, and that's part of the reason that I'm okay that I haven't like lost a bunch more weight. We've talked about this before, right? So I'm like looking at the two photos and I'm like, all right, like, look at me. I've kept it up. I'm looking all right. And I feel like that's because moisturizer, moisturizer, mm-hmm. and more moisturizer. <laughs> like- <laughs> well, so I don't, um, you know, for me, when I see pictures of me from that age, I, I mean, I, even just my facial features look so different. I think from like gaining a lot of weight, losing a lot of weight, gaining a lot of weight, losing a lot of weight. Um, but for me, what's actually probably bigger is when I look at pictures from like when my kids were born. So we're looking at like nine and a half years ago and I look younger turning 40 than I did turning 30. And that, that to me is like more the, um, yes, like I, that, that like, all right, no, we're good. I can look younger at 40 than I did at 30 in large part because of my hairdresser, but also in large part because of moisturizer, 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 um, and paleo diet and organ meat. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can wrap my head around, ah, the milestone, milestone birthday. It's It's, a thing. It's just a number. Um, this is what people keep telling me. And then I tell them, yeah, it's a really big number. I don't know. I mean, I feel like 60 is going to be that big number for me. I don't fear four zero as much as like the idea of 60 is a bit frightening. My kids keep saying, oh, mom, you're not old until you hit 50. And I'm like, 50 doesn't feel comfortably far off right now. So can we say like 65? 65 feels. AARP card. Way, that's what's official. Right? Well, I get so many phone calls for seniors and Mail, like I am on some list somewhere. I get a lot of AARP mail, and do, I, I don't understand. You do some old lady stuff. I mean, I mean, you like sardines. I mean, they've they've got an that like, an old lady thing. Wait, is the, yeah, what? organ meat is definitely an old lady thing. Like that's grandparent generation, right? Like it skipped our parents, but not your mom. Your bless your mother. My mom is the only person in her generation that's still eating organ meat. Like, it just skipped. Like, all of our parents, my mom, let's just take my mom, for example, was the one who had organ meat put on her plate and was like, ew, this is gross. And so she never served it to me. And so, like, it wasn't until I found out that it was a healthy food that I started adding it back. And so it's like all the way back to grandma. When I was a kid, we had liver every every week. It's because Patsy's special. Your mother is... A snowflake, and <laughs> she's the only one. And I know that you're listening, Patsy. So I love. She you. does listen to the show. She's gonna love that right there. Heart. I did a heart thing with my hands. You can't see it. Well, Sarah's making air quotes. I'm making heart symbols with my fingers. Um, she's she's gonna appreciate that. I totally like threw under the bus for feeding us liver all the time too. She cooks it much better now than she did when I was a kid. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, mom. All right. So I'm just going to bring this back around. I'm going to reiterate what you've said, which is that AIP is much more than just taking out foods from your diet. I also did not see significant improvement until I added all of the things that Sarah talked about. Stress management, sleep, and the nutrient-dense foods like organ meat, 
broth. Um, I would recommend, we haven't said it yet, but Vital Proteins is Mm -hmm. a really good, really good source, um, especially if you're not yet ready to jump on the liver wagon. Um, I take the liver pills. Uh, I mean, I bring them traveling because they're amazing. I, I take them every day, and when I don't take them, because of the great B12 that's in them, I have um, MTHFR, so I don't metabolize B12 efficiently. Um, and the B12 that's in the liver pills is so energizing for me. I, I love them. And if you aren't ready or if you don't get enough organ meat in your diet, that's a fantastic option. I also do the collagen peptides, which is the dissolvable protein. So where Sarah was saying, make sure that you're getting enough protein, um, it's not a full amino acid profile. You can't go vegetarian and just do collagen, right. um, but it is a great option for adding protein to your diet that is the healing gut type of protein. So adding those things into your diet and then also working on your environmental factors from what you're putting on the outside of your body to you know how you're cleaning your home, um, how you're choosing to live your life. I also would re- be remiss if we didn't mention sunshine as being fantastic for skin. Mm-hmm health um and also you know fresh air and um yeah that stuff it's all really important and i know like we've just given you like do all these things and it seems overwhelming but you know when i hear somebody say and you've said this before sarah like i'm doing everything with aip and it's not working like first of all stress and sleep like Mm-hmm. Second of all, are you really adding all the nutrient dense things to your AIP plate? Because just removing tomatoes and nuts and then saying your AIP isn't the same thing as adding like broth and organ meat and extra vegetables. Like you will get much different results from those two approaches. Uh, yeah. Drop the mic. Boom. Everything I learned was from your book. <laughs> The Paleo Approach, available in stores everywhere. I just kind of felt like I had to do that. Since you, you had to. That. I did. Right? New I'm York just... Times best-selling Paleo Approach. Oh, in yeah. In Costco now. Uh, I guess oh, you just ramped it up. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, well, hopefully that helps Katie, but also all of the other very, very similar questions that we had in our inbox. Um, if not, you know, feel free to submit um, a question to the podcast. We have submission forms on both of our websites. Um, and remember also, whether you're a new listener or an old listener, that we super appreciate your reviews on iTunes. We actually do read all of those comments. Um, and um, also, when we share on social media, that's a great place to ask questions or share with your friends. So uh, that's all that to say. Thanks for your support. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.